0: Welcome to the East City Wesleyan Church podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and if you would like to learn more about East City Wesleyan Church, please go to ecw.org.nz for more information. Now, here's your podcast. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful truth of this day, the joy of this day, and uh, the scripture message that speaks into each of our living in uh, the name of Christ, born into our world. Amen. One of the, uh, the best known prophecies about Jesus is found in this uh, seventh chapter of Isaiah. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, the virgin will be with child and give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel. Now, these are words about Jesus, God's Messiah. And they were written, uh, the scholars and archaeologists, everyone attest, to about 700 years before the time of Christ, 700 years uh, before Mary gave birth to her son in a manger there in Bethlehem. And, and Matthew himself, and the writer of the gospel, cites these words saying that Jesus is the fulfillment... Of this prophecy from Isaiah. Now, scarcely any Old Testament verse has been more debated uh, and discussed than Isaiah 7, verse 14, because this verse tells us, perhaps more than any other, what it is about Jesus that is so special and so unique. Now, never before and never again. Will someone like Jesus walk this earth? So what's so special about him? Why do we gather here like this on Christmas Day, along with millions and millions of Christians around the world? Why is his birth so significant? Well, this prophetic verse from Isaiah 7, it teaches us some of that essential truth. It says that Jesus was born of a virgin, virgin will be with child. Now, obviously, if God can create the world from nothing, he can create a Y chromosome in a virgin's womb. So he designed the laws of the universe. He can supersede them. But the question is, why did God, why was it necessary for Jesus to be born of of a virgin? Well, it it was necessary because Jesus, God's Messiah, was more than a man. More than a prophet, he was God's own son. That's the language that's often used, doesn't it? God's own son. He was literally God in the flesh. Now, Jesus' life began there in Bethlehem. It was earthly life anyway. But that was not the beginning of his existence. And the Bible teaches us that Jesus existed before the world began. In fact, there are some key things the Bible teaches about Jesus that many people forget, even, even church-attending regular Christians. And the Bible teaches us that Jesus has always existed, that Jesus is God, and that Jesus created the world in that Trinitarian Godhead. So listen again what's written in the Gospel of of John, just echoing again what Mark wrote. Such a beautiful verse, we can say it again. In the beginning was the Word, Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Startling affirmation, isn't it? So these claims have not been made by any other major religious figure. Buddha, Muhammad, Confucius, none of them claim to have existed eternally. None of them claim to be God, and none of them claim to have created the universe. And none of their followers made such claims. And yet, Jesus and his followers made these claims about himself. In fact, Jesus said to his followers, I and the Father are one. And he also said, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was born, I am. So the phrase, I am, is also a, a claim to deity. So it's, it's significant that Jesus was born of a virgin because it reveals that Jesus is more than just a man. He is an integral part of the Godhead, the Trinity. And Jesus was also fully human. This is the mystery. And will give birth to a son. Now, even though Jesus was God, even though he existed before the world began, he left it all to become one of us, to become human. So Paul, writing to explain this, says, "'Who, being in the very nature God, "'did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, "'but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant,' being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Paul is saying that even though Jesus was God in the flesh, he didn't use such deity to his own advantage. And, you know, interestingly, in the the early days of Christianity, the first heresy, or or, heresy is a false teaching, the first false teaching to arise about Jesus was not that he wasn't really God, it was that he wasn't really human. And the teaching was that Jesus had been like a phantom, a phantom without a real human body. And even today we sometimes struggle with the idea of the humanity Of Christ we sing Christmas songs with lines such as the little Lord Jesus no crying he makes (laughs) as if he was such a divine baby that he never shed a tear when he was wet or hungry and we sometimes develop this image of Jesus that he that he floated through the world completely immune to the suffering of humanity Never felt pain or, or sorrow or frustration or anger or temptation. But this isn't the Jesus the Bible tells us. Because in the Gospels we see that Jesus did feel pain. He, he did feel sorrow. He, he faced temptation. He experienced anger. He became completely human. And when he didn't eat, he became hungry. And when he was cut, he bled. And when his friend died, he wept. He was fully human. Now, why is this significant? It's significant because it means that Jesus identifies with us. He identifies with us. He understands how it feels to be tempted. He understands how it feels to be rejected. He understands how it feels to be alone and to be afraid of the future. He understands the human experience because he became a human. The Bible says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin." What's so special about this child? He was fully God, fully human, and Jesus lives among us. And you will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Now, there's more to the the Christmas story than the miraculous birth of Jesus. The Christmas story teaches us that in Jesus, God is at work in the world in a way that he was never before. And the idea of God being a remote God is is gone forever, as is the idea of God dwelling only in in a tabernacle. He now lives among us. So the birth of Jesus was announced with the words, they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And the very last words that Jesus spoke to his disciples have something of an echo of this. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. God with us. That's who Jesus is. He is with us today, right here and now. He is with you every moment of every day of your life. When you stumble out of bed in the morning, he's with you. As you face the stress of each day, he's with you. As you, you contemplate the uncertainty of the future, and here we are about to not only end a year, end a decade, he is with you. And as you contemplate the, uh, and, and wrestle with, with temptation, he is with you. And as you struggle with, with loneliness and fear of ill health, he's with you. Jesus is your saviour, yes, your constant companion, yes, your faithful friend, yes, who has promised that he will never leave you nor forsake you. The Bible says so. So on this Christmas Day, and as I say, amid these last days of this decade, what's so special about this child who was born 2,000 years ago? Jesus change the world. Not by establishing a new political ideology or a new religious philosophy, but by changing the way God relates to us and how we relate to God. This little child born in a stable made from elements that he created was God in the flesh. And he sacrificed his deity, his divinity, to become one of us. And lived a life of remarkable human obedience, even to the point of dying on the cross. Three days later, he was raised from the dead, and he lives today. Amen. So when he walked on this earth, he was God with us, and today he is still God with us. And so the greatest Christmas promise of all is that Jesus Christ came to live in this world so that he could come to live in your heart. In your heart. God is with you. Pray with me. Father, we stand on the the truth of Scripture, blessed by the Holy Spirit, the truth of the incarnation, you coming into our world. And this promise that Jesus Christ comes to our world to live in each of us through his spirit. May that reality be true this very day. Help us to open our hearts and minds and every aspect of our living to your holiness, to your blessing, to your presence. God with us. God with us. Us. In the name of Christ, born into our world, we pray with thankful hearts. Amen.